Hello, friends, and welcome back. So, um, of course, happy daylight savings time to all of you uh, celebrating this with me on this uh, Monday, of course. It's a double, double painful, uh, you know, like punch to the face and to the gut. But we'll survive it. I know we do. We always do. As horror fans, we can survive anything. So, um, guys, I have a really special treat um, today. And uh, I'm so excited to have Wendy Drinkwater joining me today. So uh, feel free to say hi, Wendy. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. This is great. So um, Wendy's celebrating one year anniversary um, of her uh, release of her book, Hobbs Horrific Arts and Gifts, which um, those of you that follow me on Instagram would have seen about a year ago that I was posting about this nonstop because I was just obsessed with this book, Wendy. I, I just loved it. Um, it, it, has ev- it has everything. Um, I mean, you have like, you know, heartbreak kind of that lover's quarrel and then at the same time you combined cults horror movies and everything dark I just I absolutely loved it and then you know kind of bringing it all together in the end it was just sort of like holy crap (laughs) um now for those of uh the those of um fans listening who um you know who haven't had the pleasure of discovering your book yet how would you you know kind of describe it to the those who uh who haven't had the pleasure of reading it Okay, uh, well, originally, and this is mainly for horror fans, I was kind of thinking of it as uh, High Fidelity meets Halloween 3. Nice, um, I like it. That was my, my jumping off point, of course, as happens with creativity, it kind of mutated into something darker. And so it's the story of a young man who inherited his grandfather's uh, horror sort of trinket memorabilia shop and his grandfather had a uh, direct video film business that he was a big uh, success with and when our main character his girlfriend leaves him and joins a group who is named after one of the movies that his grandfather worked on and then things start to get really weird definitely which yeah, some yeah. We're with the um, cult aspect. Your um, the children of Olin, if memory serves me right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We inspired like by any, you know, true true cult events. I guess for lack of a better word. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm not really. I wish I could say I was. It was. I just kind of reverse engineered that I wanted to have the costumes kind of. Oh, okay. Girlfriend left behind. Have them be a big deal, and that—that's kind of where the Halloween three impulse came in, where it's like, oh, this is a big thing, and everyone's obsessed with them. Nice. Uh, okay. And then I just reverse engineered. Why would this happen? And okay, and it sort of became a whole world of its own. Oh, dude, you—you you totally fooled me. I would have guessed you were like like a cult expert. You know, you, you definitely hit some of the like, <laughs> you know, some of the main. I guess what you know fibers that that kind of put them put them to place. Now, um, oh, well, thank you. As uh, you know, one of uh, your fans essentially, you know, I I found your characters were just so well developed. You know, I just fell in love with them, and then at the end, you know, I definitely found myself missing my own grandfather. You know, something about Victor, yeah. I just, I just, you know, it made my you know my heart swell, which is saying something oh, considering. Great. 
most people compare me to the Grinch um, at <laughs> times. Um, oh. Don't worry. It, it, it's in a heartfelt way uh, that I feel. Oh, I, I, I understand. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, and the the history, like, your your flashbacks, I just, I loved it. I got, like, a Vincent Price feel, like, if it was, if he was my grandfather, kind of me leading me through hey. different decades. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I put oh, that's this. That's awesome. I didn't think of it that way, but that's great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like I, I always felt like Victor's voice was Vincent Price, like just kind of, ooh, welcome. I, I can never do impressions, so I won't. I won't butcher it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what it was. He kind of always gave me that vibe. And your first line, you mentioned Freddy Krueger off the bat, so I just have to say I was totally in love. I was like, yep. Oh great. Yep, this book's for me. Freddy was my go-to villain like growing up in fact i actually ended up like oh, pain- nice i ended up um like having yeah. a mural of him over my bed I, I i don't know weird child i guess <laughs> but uh oh, for sure yeah and i i had a, a cardboard standee that i oh, kept that's... in my room as a teenager which is where i got the idea for that see that's so. that's awesome that i wish i had and that that was <laughs> more like i i wanted that but was about a decade late at the movie store I worked at to get anything Freddy Krueger. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's where the internet was so wonderful when I was a teenager with disposable income. Oh, good, oh, yeah, nope, good point, good point. So, um, all right, I got to ask the, like, typical, you know, you're an author, the questions as a reader that we all like to know. What inspired you to be an author? Well, I've always been kind of a weird daydreamy nerd so I was always I was always reading and always making up stories as a kid and so I thought hey why don't I try writing down some of these weird thoughts instead of just amusing myself with them okay I like it yeah no that's that's awesome there was no great big like oh this is what I want to do for a living it was just kind of a fun impulse Okay. No, I like it. You know, it just kind of came to you and you know what? You did it. That yeah. That's awesome. That is, that is wicked. You know what? You had a dream and you totally accomplished it. That's more than hundreds could say. <laughs> now, <laughs> did you pull from real life at all for any of these characters or kind of just were uh, these people floating around in your brain with little bits that you kind of put together? Yeah, I don't think I pulled from real life intentionally. I was pretty cautious about not wanting to do that because I didn't want to have to worry about, oh, did I offend people? Of course, um, yeah. I, I more just kind of knew the archetypes that I needed to have, and then I built around, like, oh, I needed I needed a tattoo artist for that one section, so I'll build her, and then everything else. I mean, I'm sure, like they say, all your characters are parts of you in some way, so I'm sure okay. I'm you know, pulled from real life in some capacity, but my 14-year-old niece read it and thought that uh, the character of Violet was based on her, and so she was shocked when I said she wasn't. Aww. But I know, I should have lied and said Eh. that she was, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) You know what, but then later in life, she she could have twisted it and be like, you wrote that character about me. (laughs) So, you know what, you know, it's just like, nope, it, it, nobody's based on anybody. That's, you know, that's probably yep. a, a good motto to take. Just 
just to be on the safe side. <laughs> I'd probably, yeah, for sure. I'd probably do the exact same. Now, um, it, you know, be, being an author, do you have any like, you know, sort of, uh, habits or any sort of, you know, rituals that you follow? Like how many hours would you say you write a day? Anything like that? Like, I think King always says he writes at least an hour a day. I think is what he says. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that too. Yeah. That's uh, that's dedication. Yeah. I try to aim for at least an hour a day. I work part time. So when I get home, I try to get oh. myself into say, self-care my is space totally needed before you can oh i was gonna say self-care is totally needed (laughs) oh yeah absolutely when you get off the bus you know leave work it's like ah um so yeah once i'm in the right headspace and i just write for an hour or two and yeah no very nice on the weekends yeah of course now um I'm sure a lot of the listeners are fellow bookstagrammers um, like ourselves. And uh, those of you that uh, have uh, been gracious enough to follow me, you can definitely find Wendy. And I do want to say she has some of the cutest cats you will see on Instagram. So I, I highly recommend Aww, following. So did I got to ask, those cats, do they interfere with the writing process? Are they like, hey, hey, no, my turn. <laughs> Yeah, they can. They like to jump on the keyboard, and then they'll decide that they're bored, and my husband and I are softies, so we'll stop what we're doing and play with them. You know, I don't know if you have pets, but, you know, they're part of the family, so. I do, and uh, two very vocal dogs that will just start barking, and then one very unfortunately cross-eyed cat, but he's he's pretty funny. (laughs) It it doesn't interfere in any of his life whatsoever, but... When he looks at you, yeah, you're like, great. oh, you poor, poor man. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Those are the best. The ultimate question, have you ever Googled yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, since the majority of myself, my promotion is on Goodreads and Instagram, I feel pretty confident that I know what's out there. And if there's anything else out there, I don't really want to know. Good for you. Screw it if it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. Nope, that's, um, you know what, that's a motto I feel like people should take into their everyday life almost, you know, kind of take me as I am, and if you don't, then, <laughs> leave you on the side. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if there was, you know, glowing press out there that I was unaware of, but, you know, if it's that great, I'd hear about it, so. All right, <laughs> we, you, you hear that, folks, we gotta get some glowing press going, let's, let's get the ball rolling. <laughs> It's the one-year anniversary, and this book deserves it. Now, um, if, just wondering, any favorite childhood books that kind of inspired you along the way? Gosh. Well, I was a big Nancy Drew fan, which gave ah. me my love of suspense. Mutual yeah, fan. And, I, was, uh, I can equally say I had oh, a nice. large collection of those yellow hardbacks myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, let's see, scary stories to tell in the dark, of course. Very nice. Those are classics. Yeah, and I kind of avoided horror when I was a very young kid. I had some anxiety issues. Okay. Uh, and that may or may not uh, be referenced in the book, everybody. Uh, so it took me a few years to really be at a point where I was comfortable with it, and then I just kind of went hardcore and made up for lost time. So Love I read it. a lot more just like, you know, dorkier, you know, things when I was a kid. And then I got the good stuff. Love it all. No, no, that's awesome, man. 
And, um, you know, do you find that writing, um, you know, does it energize you like, or exhaust you or does it kind of depend on sort of the, the day? It definitely depends on the day. Uh, if I'm feeling really confident or I know what I want to write, then it's fantastic. And then I'm buzzed and other times it's like, Oh, I really need to, you know, get 500 words in just to do it. But I don't really know where I'm going with this or then it's like a slog, but you know, it ebbs and flows like with anything. Of course, for sure. Now, of course, some fun horror questions, of course. Favorite film, director, gotta know. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, I was thinking I about this today. This is the um, toughest question of all. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it really is. It's like picking a favorite cat. I can't do it, but I have to go with Hellraiser, I think, because it was the first one that really made an emotional impact and made me go, oh, that's why people love horror movies. Okay. So are you a big Barker fan? Like, did you enjoy, what is that, The Hellbound Heart, I think is? I didn't, yeah, I did enjoy that book. I haven't been able to get into some of his more fantastical writing as much as I would like to. Um, He's, I'm just discovering that, him myself. He's very unique. <laughs> very unique. Yeah, <laughs> I think I need to try him now as an adult instead of the teenager I was when I first discovered horror. But yeah, the movie just blew my mind because it's so low budget and yet it's so masterful and it's so creepy and Pinhead is amazing. That's true. I mean, he is... Um, I remember hearing Lee Wan L make a quote about like the shelf of horror. And I definitely feel like that pinhead and that little toy box is on there with, you know, Freddie's glove and Jason's mask and, you know, Chucky's, <laughs> Chucky's doll, all that, uh, all that creepy stuff. Now, any directors, you know, like you, you reference um, Kruger a lot. I was just curious, like is Wes Craven one that you would, you know, kind of pull from or is there a- love Wes. Yeah, I've never really been super passionate about directors. I more just get attached to characters. Okay. But obviously there are the greats out there that you have to respect. Of course. But you know what that you know is um just speaking of how well developed your characters are in in the book like just Jasper, Tabitha and, and Victor, you know just those three s- stand out in my mind still today unless a year later um you know so it just your ability to you know fall in love with characters it it just stands out in in what you do (laughs) no um well thank you that's awesome oh no worries no i do have a a bit of a tough question you know being a a a movie fan casting Mm -hmm. have you ever thought like you know a, a director producer came to you and said hubs horrific arts it's it's the next netflix big series is there anyone you would think of like off the top of your head that's like that needs to be my my jasper or that needs to be our our tabitha you know whatever the case may be yeah you know I was thinking about this again because you had let me know you were going to ask, <laughs> and I can only see Hugh Dancy as okay. my Jasper. And after you know everything Hannibal put him through in Hannibal the TV show, you know I think he can handle it. I, you know what I like and, it. I, I can see yeah. that. You know what if I was uh, if I was producing on that movie, I would totally I would totally be game. I'm like yes, we need to get in contact. Right. <laughs> And then for Victor, I know you brought up Vincent Price, which is fantastic. And now I don't know if I can unsee that, but I was kind of thinking Tobin Bell from Saw while I was Ooh. writing it. 
That's awesome too. That would be so cool. Oh, you know, like the audio book with his voice would be. Oh yes. That would I I yeah yeah, any price I would I would I would pay that. Well. Liddy, thank you so much, um, you know, for joining us. I, I, I can't thank you enough. Absolutely. Um, it's been so much fun. Um, and, uh, you know, I know the listeners really appreciate, um, you know, having someone else's voice to listen to outside of my own. <laughs> Just oh, kind of well. rambling on. So, I love, I've, I've been loving catching up on your podcast. You have a great insight into the movies you review, and I think that's oh. awesome. Well, thank you, Letty. I really, really appreciate it. So um, just wrapping up here, I just have to say uh, thank you all for listening, guys. Um, it's a, been a very special day um, with a really fabulous guest. Um, again, guys, that's Wendy Drinkwater. If you haven't picked up this book, Hobbs Horrific Arts and Gifts, it's freaking wonderful. You will absolutely love it, and uh, it's definitely a reread for sure. So, guys, thank you all for listening. Um, as always, you know, if you uh, want to reach out to me on Instagram, you know, Twitter, I am available. Of course, if you would like to leave a review on iTunes, please do. And um, as always, till next week, keep calm and stay creepy.